Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 493 from August 19th, 1997. A Tuesday night show with guests Los Fabulosos, Cadillacs, and Echo and the Bunnymen. Los Fabulosos joined them for the first hour, another rare uh, two-guest show with two different bands. Uh, Adam opens the show declaring it Language Barrier Night and explains the history of the band and comments on some other bands like the Voodoo Glow Skulls in the same Bones Rock genre, as he calls it. Adam tries to get Dr. Drew involved. They seem to have a good time, despite the obvious language barrier. My favorite moment is when uh, one of them asks Adam to explain the term drops. It's pretty good. There's a great magnet moment with Engineer Mike, and Echo and the Bunnymen join him for the second hour. Well, it's uh, Ian McCullough. Adam goes in depth telling Ian about seeing the band performing together again when he was at HF Festival. Adam compliments them and their performance, saying everyone was pleasantly surprised. Ian's a bit subdued and extends the language barrier uh, evening, despite speaking technically the same language. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of life fair podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! All right, it's Language Barrier Night tonight. Our uh, first band is Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Oh, my goodness. That is the... Uh, oh, yes. I am drawing back on my uh, Spanish roots today. Growing up in North Hollywood, I have a very strong very strongly uh, rooted in the uh, Hispanic culture, uh, which is uh, the fabulous Cadillacs to you and me. Now, this group is a group that's been around for many, many years from Argentina, Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, to be specific, and basically we're doing the whole Latin skull thing many, many years ago. Now, we've had bands on uh, this show uh, recently, like, uh, you know, Fishbone or um, Jaguares, uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls, uh, other groups that had a little bit of the Latin and the ska and the whole, uh, that whole thing, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Bones Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lot of skulls and skeletons and it's, uh, it's, it's uh, the whole uh, hi- Hispanic, uh, and I'm going to screw this up, I should say uh, Latino. Drew, jump in here. If you're from uh, Argentina, what is that, L- Latino? Yeah. The whole but there, there is a cult of the dead, right? Uh, that has a strong I Latin. Don't think, I don't think the dead, uh, cult of the dead is take it in a funny way. No, I understand that's just as a, as a stylistic thing, but it's something that is is uh, maybe in Mexico, not not in Argentina. Not Argentina. Okay. Well, well, there's a mic that's out here. Oh, oh, wait, go. let me uh, set this up. Ariel, Fernando, and Vicentico are all here from the band. Oh, yes, I can pronounce the Spanish words. Yeah, living in Los Angeles, you have to be able to do it. Uh, there's a whole thing out here. We have glam bands doing a sort of uh, morbid death rock out here. Uh, bands like, um, who are these? Don't, uh, don't look at, do not look at me. At Anne, she's right over there. But who, who does, like, who are some of the big mummy rock bands uh, working today? Producer Anne. The mummy rock bands, you know, the morbid bands. Marilyn Manson. Like Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Bands like this. Um, I have no idea. These are bands that want to kill themselves. But what I'm saying about the Latino rock is they do it about people that are already dead. They're already into the bones and the skulls and everything. They're not just out there in white makeup and right. uh, jet black hair talking about death. They're, they're, uh, they're singing about people who have already died, not right. about potentially dying. Right. I like this better. This takes it a step further. 
They just played uh, the House of Blues the last couple of nights, and I guess uh, Fishbone got up on stage with you guys. Yeah. Is yeah. this uh, a band you, uh, you've played with before? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did a recording last year. We recorded uh, What's New Pussycat. Mm -hmm. from you mean that Tom Jones song? Yeah, 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 Bart, ba yeah. Bart Bacharach's song. Oh, Bart yeah. Bacharach, Bacharach. Uh, the one that uh, Tom Jones sung, I yeah. guess. Could you sing a little of that? Uh, no. Could you do it? <laughs> How about in Spanish? Sorry. Hola, el gato. Ya, 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 ya. ¿Qué pasa, música? Gee, you know, I know more Spanish than I thought, Drew. No, I didn't. Okay. Drew, do you know any Spanish at all? A uh, little medical stuff. Oh, that's that's <laughs> what's, what Spanish do you know in, in medical ease? When I worked in the county hospital, you had to know how to take a history. And uh, when I was delivering babies, uh, I never delivered an English-speaking uh, mother. Oh, really? So you had to, so you had to say uh, push empuje, in Spanish. Right. And empuje? Yeah. What is that? Spread them? Push. Oh, push. Okay. He, um, uh, Joyce, the translator, could oh. you explain that? Yes, he delivered babies uh, to Spanish-speaking <laughs> women. Okay. He wasn't on missionary. This was just in uh, Los Angeles, right? Right. All right. And later on tonight, uh, Ecu in, in Los bun Bunimenos will be in here later on. <laughs> They're from Liverpool, so I'm guessing we're going to have a language barrier going on there, too. And they should be good and liquored up by 11 o'clock. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's a night of foreign languages. All right, shall we go to the phone? Let's see what, how it goes. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Catherine. Hi. Hey, you're 13. I sure am. You're on with Las Fabulosos Cadillacs. Yeah. Um, hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> hi. I am going to run away. Okay. Why? Because I don't like where I am. What's going on at home? Just, like, different stuff. Have you ever tried running away before? No, but see, my problem is, is that not that I'm going to run away. It's like my friends are, like, trying to stop me. Right. See, and I have this really big dream. Like, I'm going to run away to L.A. Oh, jeez. And become and, and one of the street culture. Adam, and become a porn me. star? What? You inspired me. I'm going to move to North Hollywood. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's wise. You're going to last about ten minutes in North Hollywood. Have you ever seen North Hollywood? You'd be better off moving to Beirut. Can you run away to Beirut, Drew? Uh, it would be nicer than North Hollywood, I guarantee you that. You know what we need? We need those uh, headphones they have in the embassies. Uh, you know the United Nations? Usually the translations. Yeah, where, um, you know, Jimmy Carter gets up there, uh, tells a uh, spin some yarn, and about ten minutes later people start laughing because <laughs> it takes a little while for it to get around the room in all the various languages. All right, hold on. Let's get the guys caught up. I know uh, Ariel probably is uh, caught up, but Joyce, uh, could you tell the other boys what's going on on this call? Or can you hear the call yourself, Joyce? Yeah. Oh, you can't. Okay. Yeah, what do you think about it? Where do you live? Where do you live now, Catherine? Oh, the worst possible boringest place you ever could live. Where's that? North Hollywood? Uh, East Hollywood? <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, Minnesota. Right. And, uh... Well, see, I'm originally from Florida, so... Uh-huh. And what do you think you're going to do when you get out here? I don't know. I mean, I could, like, do some risky stuff to get some money. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> but... I wish I wish I could. You, I wish there were some kind of tour where you could take teens who are contemplating moving to L.A. 
and just no, take them on a wait just a second. I'm really serious. No, about I know they, they everyone is when they start out, but and tour and 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 it's maybe a little mm. uh, well, uh, like an afternoon like luncheon with the teens that actually came out here. Right, and meet and state them and see what actually happens. They, it's all the same profile. Now forget it's about um, the crime-ridden streets of uh, Hollywood. We'll just bring them by my old house. Right, just take them to North Hollywood. Let North Hollywood. Let them hang out with my mom for a weekend. Let them look at your room. <laughs> scare them out. Just send them a picture of your room. That's all you got to do. I really should have uh, some photocopies of my room made, and then uh, the high school and junior high I went to. Send that to uh, all these troubled teens around the country, and they'd stay put, and they'd be happy. But they'd, the, Right. Go out and start milking cows the following morning and whistling. But the profile is always the same. It's someone who's being abused in the home. Catherine, is that you? Some yeah. Some physical abuse or sexual abuse, something going on? What kind of abuse? I don't know. It's just like I, have, I called before and you, I like about my relationships with guys, and you told me that like I was doomed and that you would be surprised if I lived or something. <laughs> that doesn't quite sound like us, but... No, the doomed part sounds about right, but uh, s s being surprised if you live doesn't sound like our message here on Loveline, Catherine. Well, um, see, is, can I put you on with one of my friends? No. Wh okay. wh what is happening with you? Are you being physically abused or sexually abused? What well, is so horrible in the home? My dad. What is he doing? <laughs> um, he's just like... Not good. Does he strike you? Not me, but... What is being done to you, Catherine? What is so onerous that you have to flee? I just don't like it here. I mean... All right. Uh, bad reason. Yeah. People typically, young people don't run away and stay away from their home because it's just not fun. They stay away because something serious is happening in the home. They end up without means here in Los Angeles with a, a lot of dreams, a lot of ideas, what it's supposed to be like, and they end up being horribly abused. And they're perfect victims. As you, if you listen to this show, you know what good victims people are who've been victimized in their home. Hold on, Drew. What are you sitting on, a soap crate tonight? Yeah, on the floor. Why is your ass on the floor? Because I've given uh, Joyce the, my chair. Oh, chivalry is <laughs> yeah, not I, that. I'm the only... Uh, Unfortunately, Joyce is standing up. <laughs> 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 Joyce, uh, use it or lose it. You're going to use the chair? Okay, I'm not commanding you to sit down. I'm just saying if you're going to stay on your feet, God bless you, but give Drew the chair back. Poor Drew. He's, his ass is actually lower than the uh, slab on the floor. Are you okay, Drew? I'm fine. But uh, I wish people could see what happens to young people out here. It's just, it's just tragedy after tragedy. I mean, remember the guy who was the head of that band, Psychotic? Psychotica. Psychotica. Remember his story? Same yes. kind of deal. Uh, became a, uh, well, but he lived out here, I think. But lived like in North Hollywood. Same thing. He ran away. Yeah. Burbank, thank you. Yeah. And uh, took to the streets of um, uh, Santa Monica Santa or Hollywood, but yeah. Santa Monica Boulevard became like a male prostitute, yeah. uh, fiddled with his own junk. We're not quite sure exactly what the story is on that one, but may have done some damage, a little genital mutilation, perhaps. Of, 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 um, quite a magnet, quite a intensity yes and uh well though he's on his feet now and has and a band seems great seems great now, but the point right, so is, what's your point so the point <laughs> is that the, the stories are, are just endless and it's just it right it never happens that someone in, with this situation comes out and has a happy ending ever stay where you are as a matter of fact i don't want anyone moving out to california even if they're rich and successful thank you michael yes you're 28 yeah, I am. You're on with the fabulous Cadillacs. Well, I am. I'm very glad to be on with them. Como estas, muchachos? All right. Um, I just wanted to first tell you, um, I've been listening since I was about 14 years old. Oh my! Since yeah. the beginning. 
Yeah, with that? Since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen like, years. Uh oh. About. Am that, I going to yeah. get bummed out again? Um. I don't know. Are you a junkie who uh, who masturbates when you're not beating your wife? No, no physical abuse. Oh. No uh, chemical abuse. Wow. Um. Yeah, but it, there is kind of an odd twist to. But but talk about the profound impact that Dr. Drew has made on your life very well, quickly. You know, it's interesting because I didn't really, I didn't really get the message until I was older. Um, I listened. Actually, I called once when I was in junior high. Wow. Or uh, maybe it was my first year of high school. But um, it was like my first girlfriend. We'd had sex. And uh, she dumped me. And like two days later, her mom caught her having sex with this other guy. Oh. And I was really broken up about it and really upset. And uh, you basically told me, you know, forget about her. She's trash. Wow. And uh, which actually did kind of help. Because, I mean, it was, it, was, uh, it was better hearing it more from an authority figure. Because my friends were saying the same thing. But It's it just that we're, we're, we're not your friends. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit of a distance. And a yeah. Little, it was, a little it was, more of a... Uh, reality check from us. Right, exactly. Especially at 15, it was yeah. more of like a almost a parental sort of... Right, right, right. You know, or more like an uncle, I guess. Right. Hold on, Joyce, you don't have to translate any of this crap. He's just waxing on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no use uh, clogging the boys' brains with this sort of uh, minutiae here. What is your question, <laughs> hey, Michael? Hey, hey, by the way, thanks, Adam. Uh, the screener told me uh, not to tell you that I thought you were the best host so far, so I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> now that you've trashed me, <laughs> <laughs> boy, our screener—it's a—it's uh, a uh, it, boy. It, it, they try to keep everything a secret over there, don't they, Drew? Yeah. Anything that might uh, build your ego, yeah. Yeah, they—they they were afraid that you were going to like explode inside the studio yeah, or something. Yeah. So. All right, Michael. Now that I know you worship me, what's your question? <laughs> Wait, can I tell you one thing, Adam? Yes. Okay, I have—I <laughs> oh, have an analogy for you. Um, you. I've heard you say that uh, masturbation is like the easiest way for a man to reach an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my take on it. Masturbation is kind of like a Honda Civic. Um, it's always there for you. It's in the garage. It gets you where you want to go. Never breaks down. But nobody's dream car is a Honda Civic. Right. Um, now, sex with a partner is like driving a 69 Ferrari Dino. It's fast. It's gorgeous. Um, it's something you dream about having. But it's so hard to get one. And once you do, there's no guarantee that it's actually going to work for you. Michael, uh, a great um, analogy, but I would up it from a uh, Dino to a Daytona. Um, okay. 12 cylinders, much rarer Ferrari, much faster Ferrari. Okay, all right. Okay, go ahead. I love the shape of the Dino. Um, the other thing is, I, real quick. Um, no, 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 listen. No, You've no, had 14. Let me tell you real quicks, uh, <laughs> Michael. Your real quicks are adding up to the hour. All right, I'm a little bit wordy. I apologize. What's going on? Um, well, basically what's happening is um, I've been depressed for a couple years, and uh, my wife and I um, have been living in the same house, but for at least about a year. We separated for a while. But for about at least the last year, um, we've basically not been living as man and wife. We've, been, we've had, like, separate bedrooms and stuff. Um, but we've been, we've been getting along as friends, okay? And uh, we have a son. So, and it's, like, it's very important for me that, that, my, that I'm in the house with my son, that he sees both of us every day and things like that. Um, How old is he? He's, he's just two. Okay. Dose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Believe me, he will uh, clue the guys into the call. Throw. He will pick up on what's going on between of you, between the two of you, and feel responsible for it in some right. way. Right, and that's that's part of. I mean, it's it's actually been. Our oh, hold on, Michael. Let me uh, get the boys caught up here. Joyce, Michael is uh, twenty-eight. He, 
Vive en la misma casa. He's divorced. He's living at home. They're not divorced. They're just not not no. together. Not together. Living at home. Geez, I need a translator. And they're trying to maintain appearances for their two-year-old son. Okay, get him back. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the boys are uh, shaking their head in disgust, Michael. Well, it gets better. Um, All right. Recently, just this, uh, at the beginning of last week, um, my wife and I were having an, an in-depth discussion talking about a lot of different issues and things like that. And I was expressing that I felt that she'd kind of abandoned the marriage and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, she told me that she's lesbian. That's nice. So, um, <laughs> I'm... <All> the, <laughs> uh, lesbian, that's universal. Uh, you understand. Go to surgery and, be, and you became a woman and, uh, no. and have a good life with your woman and, and your son. Paint your nails, cut your penis off and enjoy. Yeah. And take up golf and enjoy. No, no quiero ser una mujer. No quiero ser Juanita. But so, I mean, I, I've been dealing with it all right. It's obviously it's very hard to deal with, but um, we've actually have gotten along better in the last week or so um, because we've been able to talk more honestly with each other and sort of focus more on what our goals are. And all right, like what that. is your question, Michael? Well, this is the, this is the final twist. Is that um, my son? He seems totally well adjusted. He's a healthy, active two-year-old. Um, but just tonight, he started. Uh, He was like, he took like three or four fingers and he had them in his mouth and he was just kind of fooling around and he started gagging and um, he kept doing it. And I was like, no, no, sweetie, that, you know, that's icky, don't do that. And um, he basically, he, he did it while I was doing the dishes and he made himself throw up. Uh, and well, he, um, I mean, you may be reading something. It may be because he's disturbed and maybe nothing at all. Listen, when I was a kid, I sucked on a tumbler so that it stuck to my mouth for so long that it left a huge black and blue mark around my face. Yeah, but we, we, I'd spin myself around until I got so dizzy I passed out. <laughs> you know, God knows what I did in the jacuzzi uh, later oh, on in life. Yes. Kids do strange things. Yeah, but, you, but you have, you're sort of proving the point here. I mean, you're, sort of, uh, you're making the contrary case. You've, you've always discussed how disturbed you were. Yeah, please, Drew. But but what Michael is saying, and by the way, I had to cut Michael off because although he'd been listening for uh, 14 years, he wasn't going to hang up until the 15th year, uh, and his and he was done with the question. Uh, Drew, you're 0 for two, by the way, on the long-term listeners. Well, interestingly, I, I, he is still in the same kind of relationship that he was in when he was in 15. All right, now is a two-year-old acting out and putting maybe in his maybe, mouth? Maybe, maybe not. It, could a two-year-old have an eating disorder? No, but two-year-old can... Taking, like, baby laxatives? Can be looking for relief of some kind of tension and maybe just messing around and found this mechanism. But if, if the child kept doing would it, you, kept, uh, kept doing Would you it. typify uh, spitting up as purging, Drew? No. 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 Okay. He'll, 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 when the potty training comes, he'll know more if uh, there's something going on or not. Uh, Joyce, explain uh, to the uh, fabulous Cadillacs that we care about some of our callers, but we don't really have the time and we're too important to answer every question. But look, 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 uh, for Michael, uh, the real issue here is that he keeps going for these <laughs> un Adam, Adam. What? Uh, yeah. I'm amused with the boys. I know you are. Well, let them have their, their <laughs> translation. And, and, and the real issue here is that this Michael keeps going with these uh, extremely unavailable. Uh, female. Well, how much more unavailable could you be than lesbian? But it'd be interesting to hear what his past was to set him up for that. I mean, the first girl, he's already been on the phone for six minutes now. Well, Come on. I mean, this may be the opportunity to finally take it home. Uh, okay, Drew, you know I'm, ha I'm essentially handing you a grenade that you're about to let off in this <laughs> well, studio because anyway. every instinct you ever had about radio is wrong. 
I know. Okay. Michael. Yes. We're back for more punishment. I will, I will tell you why. My mother was um, pretty much emotionally unavailable. Okay. Um, I lived with her. She was physically there, but she, her head was kind of somewhere else. And you're aware of that. Okay. All right. That's the problem. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. So now oh, please, he needs to sir. break the pattern by trying to find people that are different than the ones he's dated in the past. And, and whether or not he's going to keep this marriage intact for appearances for the child is, is going to be an interesting question. Uh, uh, Joyce, ask the guys if there's uh, much counseling or therapy going on in Latin America, like Argentina. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. psychoanalysis, uh, psychology. A lot of psychology. Yeah, too much Freud. Too much, right. There's a show on TV, it's called I Hear You, or I Listen to You, I think, and it's so bad. It's, it's a woman uh, giving advices, but she's... Have him describe her. Yeah, is she naked? Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no naked, no, no. no. Is, uh, yeah, what does she look like, this woman who gives out advice? It's like a big... Uh, she got big tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Do you want to translate that, please? <laughs> Teeth. Teeth. Oh, big teeth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And big teeth. Oh. <laughs> she looks yeah. like a bird. A big bird. She looks yeah. like a big bear. Yeah. Yeah, paloma. She looks like a pigeon. A pigeon. Oh, uh, paloma. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Una paloma oh. blanca. No. <laughs> I'm just a bird in the sky. Remember uh, that one, Drew? No. Oh, come on. You know that song. No. You don't know Una Polola I Blanca? I've not seen The Shining. <laughs> You guys know the no. Una Polola Blanca. No. In your Polola. neighbor. Joyce? A neighbor. Yeah, can a I Mexican a... neighbor. Oh, my man. <laughs> I, I had a neighbor who used to sing it while he was uh, weeding out in the backyard. All right, let's see if we can take a quick question from the band. Jessica. Hi, Adam. Hi, hey. Drew. Hey, Hello. you're 20. Buenas noches, fabulosos Cadillac. Buenas noches, Jessica. ¿Cómo están? Los vi en, en Rock Invasión. Ah, sí. Universal Amphitheater. Oh, hold on, Joyce, you can translate for me now. <laughs> I'll translate for you, Adam. I'm bilingual. <laughs> oh, you are? I saw them at um, Rock Invasion 97 mm -hmm. Universal. You like it? Oh, I had so much fun. It was my first <laughs> concert, and it was great. I like it. Who else played with them? Um, Fishbone was there. Um, Atersopelados were there, which are fabulous also. Um, who else was there? La Unión. Mal, yeah, and Maldita Vecindad. Vecindad right? um, I wish we had a Spanish rock station over here, but um, there's, they're usually, I live in uh, West Hills over here by Canoe Park, mm -hmm. so we don't really get any stations, so I listen to K-Rock. <laughs> but we're learning English and we're coming to, to American radios. And yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, I Joyce, I ask them if they're getting some airplay on the Spanish stations out here. Um, I think they are. Yeah, yes, they are. Hey, Stoner. We listen to you every night. I think. Um, I think. I'll hang up on you if you're the radio on. Oh. Yeah. I think Susan is uh, one of the luckiest women out there. But um, I have a question. Um, actually, I had a comment. I had a. Sis. Yeah, she is. Uh, Drew's wife, Susan, is blessed. Uh, the unfortunate side of that is Drew is cursed. Don't say, don't do that. <laughs> oh, she's coming after me. She's gonna get you. She's on a roll I'm lately, Drew. Very happily married. Oh, you see. <laughs> she's cursed with she's cursed with the three children at once. Yes. All right, Jessica. What is your question? Okay. Um, I actually had a comment. I had a cyst um, mm -hmm. earlier this year, which was taken care of with uh, birth control pills. Ovarian cyst. Yeah, ovarian cyst, and I also had um, a virus, which the doctor said was. Uh, it's kind of a branch of the human papillomavirus, mm -hmm. and it was kind of weird to me because... You had an abnormal pap smear. 
Yeah, right. it was like a number three or right. something. Right, right. And uh, my boyfriend was a virgin, and I was a virgin, so I don't really know what happened. That is weird. Yeah, um, unless something happened to him when he was small that I don't know of, but, uh. you know. I'm just playing a hunch here, but is that, uh, did you buy that sofa new, or is it used? No, it's the smoke detector. <laughs> oh, the smoke detector may have done it. You know what I think? I mean, this Shush up, Joe. This is just a theory, hmm. but you know how when you do stuff with your finger, your fingers are not always... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a kind of a reach. Uh, that's, that's a remote possibility. Jerry, you have no idea. You just did a pun there. That's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, you are uh, great, you are mood. sharp as a uh, as a uh, box yeah, of Rice Krispies. That's my mood. What's the matter with you, Drew? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, but please pull it together for the I, show. I no, we have I'm, guests I'm, here tonight. Um, but uh, could she have handled something yeah, and then touched I mean, herself and given her remote, something? A remote possibility. I think yeah, more. I'd go back and be retested to make sure there's really some evidence of actually having the papillomavirus because it's a suspicious situation. Uh, there are other things that can cause abnormal paps than the pe than the uh, papillomavirus. virus. All right, the uh, Los Fabulosos Cadillacs are here. The uh, name of the CD is Fabulosos Calavera. I hear uh, Calavera means skull. Yeah. Is that related to uh, Cabeza? Because Cabeza is your head. Yeah. In our city, Calavera is the man who who lives in the night. Oh, uh, who, like the uh, uh, El Boogie Mano. Yeah. We have that out here. Yes. See? I know the culture, Drew. All right. We'll be back with uh, more of Joyce the Translator, more uh, Ariel Fernando and uh, Vicentico, and more uh, Senor Drew after this. Bernie, the world's fastest... Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about... It. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, American Crime is television's most groundbreaking new series. See American Crime Thursdays at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then, tune in to the American Crime podcast, hosted by Elvis Mitchell. Each week, Elvis will have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley, plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. I'm Eddie Casillas from Voodoo. You're listening to Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew on Love Lines. Hey, that sounds like the Voodoo Glow Skulls. <laughs> Forgot the show was starting. Las Fabulosos Cadillacs are here tonight. Ariel Fernando and Vicentico all represent the band. The band's been around for uh, many years. 11 CDs. Fabulosos Calavera is the name of the uh 
current CD. That is their uh, that is their eleventh. It came out uh, I think about a week and a half ago, and uh, basically they do the uh, well. Actually, uh, I don't even want to explain the kind of music that they do. We'll just uh, hear the kind of music they do. Otherwise, I'll screw it up. Right, Drew? Right. Yeah. Phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. Yeah, I'd like to welcome back Engineer Mike. Engineer Mike, is this stuff queued up? Okay, Echo and the Bunny Men will uh, be in here a little bit later on tonight, about a half hour to be exact. <sighs> Let's see what word is this. Okay, I'm gonna give it a try. Wait, don't don't play it in case I mispronounce this. El Muerto. El Muerto. Muerto. The dead one. Yeah. El Muerto. The, the dead one. The dead one. All right. See what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Cadillac, go! Go! <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? He, he, uh, he <laughs> his father is a colleague of mine. The guy that yells, go, 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 go. <clears throat> The guy who does the um, the soccer games, yep. who yells, go! Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna have an aneurysm doing that. He's gonna burst a, v- a vessel in his forehead. Could be. All right. Uh, that uh, was off of Fabulosos Calavera, which is the name of the latest CD by the Fabulous Cadillacs. The 11th one. Hey, good stuff. I like that. Kind of. Uh, I was kind of. I was thinking to myself the whole time. Hey, this sounds like Santana, and then I realized, well, Santana probably just sounds like the whole Latin music thing. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> but don't go. True. You familiar? Go are you familiar yeah. with Carlos Santana? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, like I know you had a Santana 8-track at some point I in your did. life. I did. Right. Okay. So I'm thinking this music reminds me of Santana. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah, I understand that. And then I need a translator for Drew. Please. Joyce, Please. can Please. you translate for Drew? I'd Joyce, tell it. Drew that the music reminds me of Carlos Santana stuff. And then I thought about it and realized that Carlos Santana just sort of drives all his stuff from the Latin sound. So this doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it, Santana. Yes. This sounds like uh, Latin stuff. Okay. All right, can you yes, tell him that, Judge? Yeah. He's, he's a true Latin. Right. Sounds good, though. I uh, I do enjoy it. And there's uh, how many guys in the band? A whole bunch? Like 11 guys? Eight. Eight, Eight guys? Eight guys. Yeah. See, this is the kind of scene I could see myself getting up and losing myself in the band. You and your sax. Picking up like a, a cassonettes or something and a beer and just getting into it. Or just one of those sand-filled gourds to shake it. Yeah, one of those yeah, things, or, or that uh, that scraper fish. Yeah, what is that yeah, fish? Yeah. Guido. Guido. Yeah, I don't need a microphone or anything. I just okay, no problem. Don't worry, they won't give you one. You just give me like a uh, number two pencil and a washboard and something I can get into. In a couple our, of beers. In our last video, uh, it's is the video of, of the fabulous Cadillacs and Fishman, and we are so so many people that there's one one guy who's playing the. <laughs> Probably the washboard. We don't know. Huh? You don't even know who he is. No, you watch the video. Go. Who the hell is that? Yeah. 
It's like I was watching hey, the Adam Carolla. I was watching the uh, We Are the World uh, video the other day. They were running some. <laughs> would be a hit. Yeah. Stamps dot com. Oh man, you want to so get stuff smooth. done quick. You want to get stuff done easily. <laughs> oh, but I mean, you just think about your life. You're busy. You want to utilize your time. I mean, look, you know. One day you blink your eyes, and Spock's gone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, we're going to be uh, circling the sphere with in the great his his last few moments would have was. I will say that his last few moments would have felt like his last few days if he was in line at the post office. That's right. Thank God he had stamps.com. You can buy and print official US postage with your own computer and then just hand it to the mailman, turn your PC or Mac into a post office that never closes, which sounds horrible actually, but it's in your den so you're cool. It's yours. You can visit it in your bathrobe and bunny slippers. And I got a special offer. Enter the promo code Adam. I got a no risk trial, $110 bonus offer. Gets a scale, puts a little parcel on there. What comes out of your printer is exactly. By the way, you just print it and you can literally just tape it or you can put it on sticky back, whatever. Either way, 55 bucks, free postage. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click the microphone. Top of the homepage, type in Adam. That's stamps.com. Enter Adam. All right. And then uh, there's some other guy. There's one guy. Drives me nuts. I can. He looks like a skinny Dan Aykroyd, but I can never figure out who this guy is. And he's right in the middle of the video singing along. He's got glasses, and, a, and he's wearing like a members-only jacket. No idea who he is. He's like uh, right in right in between uh, Kenny Loggins and um, probably some record producer or something. Oh, okay. All I right. can't believe that was the eighties. That's scary. What did you think it was? Like sixty yeah, three? Yeah. Oh, please, Sandy. Hi. Hey, you're fifteen. Yeah. Um, I have a question and a comment for the Fabulosos Cadillacs. Hola. Uh, hola, cómo están? Hola. Um, I also have a question for you, Adam and Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, um, what is the most common and serious problems that teenagers face nowadays? Surviving bad parents. Having bad parents? Surviving them, yes. Uh, okay. Um, Beyond that? Um, I think it's Mountain Dew, but that's just my opinion. Uh, get, okay. Getting into relationships where you're acting out and trying to solve problems of your past and the getting involved sexually before you're really the relationship is really ready for it. That's probably the having a good time. Basically, is what Drew's saying. Okay. You have a question for the band, Sandy? Um, I I want to say, well, I want to talk to them. Go ahead. Um, ustedes saben cómo rockear. De veras, ahorita estoy bien nerviosa porque ando hablando con ustedes y no sé cómo cómo explicarme, pero um, su nombre lo dice todo. Son fabulosos de veras. Hold on, hold on a second, Sandy. Okay. Ah, she worships the band. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of my favorite rock groups. Uh, really fabulous. Really fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know they're fabulous. That's why they name <laughs> themselves <laughs> fabulous. También tengo una pregunta. No me pueden mandar una foto con su. I understood that. You, they, want, they want the band to sign her bra. <laughs> no. What? What do you want Is from the band? <laughs> Sandy, what are you asking from the band? <laughs> I asked them if they can send me a picture themselves signed. No, they can't no. do that. No, no. No, no you, you're misunderstanding the band. Let me speak for the band here for a second. Um, Joyce, you translate for me. 
this band is a uh, is about roots. It's about the common man. It's about yeah. It's about you and me. Yeah. It's not about uh, driving, being a uh, wisp around in a limousine and flying on a Learjet. It's about the people, and uh, band of the people does not sign autographs. Band oh, of the people we, plays to the we people. They smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band smells bad. I didn't want to say anything, but that was going to be my next riff. Right, and uh, no use getting the stink on the on the glossy picture, right, Drew? Yeah. Drew, I can't take you seriously. You know, you're like a uh, you're like a 13 year old who's bellied up to the counter of a pharmacy, and you're trying to buy a condom yeah. tonight with yeah. your ass on the ground. Plus, my affect is is uh, fueling <laughs> your 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 sense of how I'm uh, who I am. Drew, I mean, here's what I want you to do. We're going to go to break. Yeah. You go in the next room. And you think about why you're cry. here. <laughs> Have a good cry. <laughs> Look in the mirror and get yourself psyched up. I, I am, I'm here. Don't worry. I'm all right. All right. Uh, Joyce, apologize to the band for me on behalf of Dr. Drew and his demeanor. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, guys? Okay. That's all right. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Understanding Los Fabulosos Cadillacs after this. Well, this is Julio Iglesias, and you are listening to Loveline. All right. Hey, that's Julio, guys. Okay. That seem impressive. Play, play it again, Mike. Hello, this is Julio Iglesias, and you are listening to Loveline. All right, but it'd be like if we had uh, Green Day in here, and we had somebody, uh, you know, we had... Uh, no, uh, no, no, that's not the Pumpkins. It's like if we had Green Day in here as a guest, and we had Engelbert Humperdinck uh, drop a liner in. Do you think they uh, yeah, would be right, impressed? Right, right, right. Just right, because right, he's Spanish. Right, yeah, right, I don't right. mean crap to them. Drop what is... Oh, drop, uh... Hi, this is Engelbert Humperdinck. You're listening to... <laughs> oh, no, man. I swear to God that wasn't planned. Where did you get that, engineer? Oh, he was I... up here. He was up here. What do you mean he was up he here? He was a guest about four years ago. I know, but I'm saying I just said Engelbert Humperdinck just because it flew out of my mouth and five seconds later... The 800 our guest on there. Still, it would, uh, it would take me three weeks to do what he just did. Yes, yes. Amazing how he hey, can I be. I wouldn't even remember that he'd been a guest. How Mike can be so efficient in some areas and then so. All right. Well, it's that's first just, night back. That's yeah, we're all inspired. We come back after. Los Fabulosos Cadillacs are here. They have themselves a CD out called uh, Fabulosos Calavera that uh, basically means um, fabulous skull. Right. Yeah, but I told you that Calavera means man who goes party to party and right. goes to casino and. Yeah, we're talking about this party. earlier. I sort of misunderstood it. He said uh, it is a man of the night. And I said, yeah. uh, I thought he was talking about like the boogeyman or the devil or uh, something the like that. The, the cuckoo for us, it's not the cuckoo. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what about that, uh, 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 Drew? You've never, you never heard of the uh, chupacabra, yes, have you? I have. Oh, now you have. You. Oh, okay. Do you guys uh, any uh, chupacabra in chupacabra. Argentina? Chupacabra. 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 We don't, we don't have you don't have that. No. No. We have to. No. to, to buy. No, it's a chupacabra. Chupacabra, say. What? Oh, uh, that's a bird. It's, it's a bird. It's a bird. Oh, it's a bird. Yeah, it's dark bird. But it, it still but, does it. But cabra means uh, cabra by itself means a thing, and chota means another thing. And yeah. I thought chota meant. Uh, chota yeah. is uh, chota. It's, a, it's a dick. A chota. It's a dick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And cabra is cabra is a goat. Right, it's a goat. It's like a flying goat. Yeah, chupan. And chupan chota. So one one sack 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 dick. Yeah, chupa chota. Hold on a second, fellas. Sack my dick. Chupa chota. All right, chupa cabra is cabra chupen. All right, and and your right. Okay, okay. So I think he's a fan. Boy, they think it's carnival in here. 
so one of them is the uh, is it flies around. One means uh, sucker of goat's blood, and the other means uh, sucker of goat's penis. <laughs> and that's basically yeah. what I gathered from uh, that last transaction we had. That's right. Manuel. Yes. Hey, you're 22. Yes. Hi, I'm calling um, uh, to ask a band a question. Yes. Yeah, you can, man. Buenas uh, noches, ¿cómo están todos? ¿Cómo va, Um, los vi en Rock Invasión 97 y también los vi el domingo aquí en el House of Blues y yo sé que algunos de ustedes no se dieron cuenta quién soy porque era uno de los locos ahí gritando que iba el Che He was shouting? Yeah, yeah shouting. But, uh, but yeah. I don't remember. You and 500 other uh, yeah. drunken guys. <laughs> Because there was a group of us who kept on screaming over and over the same thing, and the band kept on laughing at us. What, were you yelling, go? <laughs> no, we kept on uh, just screaming, yeah. give me and a bunch of us took off our shirts that had his picture in the front. Yeah. And, well, actually, yeah. I'd want to ask the band a question regarding the the song um, Matador. I've heard several stories about it, and I just want to know what's... Hold on. Uh, let me explain to you. Matador <laughs> means bullfighter. Ah, oh, uh huh. In impressive. Spanish. Yeah. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead, Manuel. What is the significance of that? Yeah. What's the what's the significance of the song? What, like, why did they write it? De la canción. Sí, like, so, sobre la canción, las palabras de la canción. Y habla de un eh, de un tipo que que It's está en, en, encerrado en un cuarto con una con una escopeta Slapping esperando que lo venga a agarrar un, a, la policía. Y después Nada, cuenta cómo, cómo va, cómo se va muriendo. Pero, you know what this is like? The man is dying. Hold on a second. But it is, uh, this is uh, like, hold, hold on one second. You know, like, yeah. Drew, when you're driving to Vegas and you're getting out of uh, range of the radio receivers yeah. and the radio's fading in and out right. and you're picking up a little Spanish, right, right. but you're also picking up an oldie station. Right. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of sound like what's going on here? A little bit. A little bit. Como es, como es. Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh, they wrote it because they thought they could make money. <laughs> All right? All right, hang up the phone. All right, I have to be uh, start being uh, much more respectful of the Latinos. I had no idea we had so many bilingual listeners. Oh, we have a lot, I'm sure. I think we're the only two uh, uh, monolingual uh, people in Los Angeles. Although you're yeah. bilingual. You speak what? French? Yeah. And what else? English. With okay. difficulty. Yes, uh, especially tonight. Parlo italiano. Alana. Yeah. You're 20. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guess okay, you want to know okay. my story, huh? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, my boyfriend basically dumped me about oh, ah. going on three weeks ago. And um, basically it was because I was the second person he's ever been with, and he felt like he was missing out. And, um, How long had you been with him? Oh, God, a while. It was How like long? eight months, but... Hold on, Joyce, uh, tell the band what's going on back there. How old is she? She's, She's 20. 20. Oh. Uh, eight months, but what? Okay, but what I'm saying is that me and him, we had a really good relationship. It was, he was my boyfriend, my lover, my best friend, the for, works. For eight was, months. We were real good together. For eight months. Huh? For eight months. Yeah. No, yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but... No, it doesn't sound stupid. How old is he? He's 22. Well, 20, but... What do you think, Adam? Translate what he's doing. Well, he just, he's, he's tired of her, and he wants to move on to someone else. He wants to get See, laid. Has, the he, point, has he met though. somebody he, else? Yes, know, he met someone else. Yeah. No, I know that you're going to say that, and that's why I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, The whole thing is, he wasn't tired of me. It was just that 
He met someone else. Every one of our friends had said... Hold on, Alana. He is not tired of you, but he's less tired of the new girl. No, he he didn't meet anybody else. Oh, okay. This was the first boyfriend I ever had that didn't cheat on me. Uh, Or at least didn't tell you about it. it. You haven't found out about it yet. Huh? At least you haven't found out about it yet. No, no. Trust me on this one. Uh, Okay. Hmm. All right. So what... But this is even worse. He's just dumped you to dump you. He's not even moving on to anyone else. No, exactly. Okay. All right. What he did was he moved on to uh, mi- many other girls. Many? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. When did that start? Or no, no, not many, but... When did that start? Right after the, the next night after you broke up? Hold on. I want to talk about the language barrier we have with the English-speaking uh, listeners. What happened is he's moved on to many other girls. Many? Yes. Well, not many. Well, not many. <laughs> <laughs> See, we have, uh, explain to them that we have language difficulty even within the uh, English-speaking people. Oh, boy. Uh, Alana. Okay. Hold on. Largely because of denial. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Joyce, you speak stupid? Yes, you can translate uh, for Alana here? <laughs> okay, I'm not stupid. Uh, no, no, I'm not all right. No, no, we're just having a good time with you. No, I know. Uh, but but he, did, he did immediately move on to somebody else, right? No, he didn't. Okay. But what, what is your question? My question is basically should okay this is this is how i look at it i've had string of terrible guys so i went to another one that was completely different mm-hmm. this guy I found him and this he, guy he's the guy yes. i wanted to marry uh this guy in well no no check this out okay he was honestly the guy i wanted to marry we were we were real compatible but the thing is is all of us were talking about our shitty relationships and he was tired of taking everybody's word for it. So, I mean, I w- I've had, so what I'm saying is, I've, where I've had so much experience and he's had so little, right. I'm stuck in the middle, right. going where I don't want any other guys. I mean, he was honestly the one I wanted. But, but you see how you, you've, you've really right. created the same circumstance, <laughs> only with different themes. You still have made unavailable men, created relationships with unavailable and or abusive men. This guy is nowhere near marriage. And, 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 and that's what's important for a man is where he is in his life in terms of whether or not he's a, uh, even eligible or available for marriage. Yeah, and let me pass some wisdom on to the uh, Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Joyce, you translate. Um, sometimes people are ready for marriage at different points in their life, and they meet at the wrong time. Yeah. Whereas uh, she'd been through a lot of relationships at age 20 and is ready, ready to settle down. He'd just begun on his journey yeah. and was ready to uh, sow his wild oats. And so it's bad timing, but also it's, suspect. Uh, it's a little suspect. Yeah. And, and uh, I think machine needs a little coaching on what man, what really is going on in man's, a man's brain and, uh, right. and not, uh, she's projecting a lot of idealized images onto him. And, and, and each of these guys, I'm sure she tries to carve into the, the right man, the guy that she needs that she, for her play. Right. Uh, hold casting. on. Joyce, don't bother translating this as real boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not entertaining at all. The boys would fall asleep. All right. All right let, let's, let me ask the, uh, the band. In Argentina, yeah. what is the alcohol? Is it uh, rum or is it tequila? No. Uh, whiskey. Uh, whiskey? <laughs> no, red wine. Red wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And red wine. Red wines and oh, yeah. Wines. Yeah, I ate at the Gaucho Grill the other night. Right. They got that, uh, yeah, they got that good gaucho stuff. Yeah, yeah. A gaucho means uh, like cowboy in Argentinian. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that, Drew? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, we're going to break. Uh, are Echo and the Bunnymen here? Oh, they are. All right. Um, guys, we got to go, and so do you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Los Fabulosos Cadillacs, everyone. Fabulos. Uh, uh-oh.
Uh, Fabulosos Calaveras, the name of the CD. Go out and get it. Uh, gracias, Donata. Thank you very much. <laughs> much success, and we'll be back. All right, it is Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, and it's uh, out with the old and in with the new. Los Fabulosos are uh, on the way back to their uh, Fabulosos Hotel, and we have uh, Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunny Men, and he just got off a plane, so bear with him. We have to do a little station identification, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. That's fine. They all, uh, they all smell tequila, but go ahead and enjoy. I saw, uh, first let me start off by, uh, wait, let me reset the show. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, and uh, he is Ian from Echo and the Bunny Men, who are um, now back and in full force. And I saw you and uh, the rest of the Bunny Men in uh, Washington, D.C. at the oh, WHF Festival. 60,000 people, and um, I'm, I'm not just kissing butt when I say that uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'd always heard, I'd heard the uh, songs played here on K-Rock for many, many years, but I've never seen the band in person, and uh, I think a lot of people were wondering how it was going to be after, after some time off, and uh, I think everyone was pleasantly surprised as I was. Good. I mean, I was, I'm not loud enough, are I? Um, I was not surprised because we've been doing it up until that point for about two weeks, I think, of a lot of them radio festivals in America. And between uh, the years of 81 to 85, we were the best live band in the world. And uh, now that we've regained our focus and, and desire to do what we do, that's what we want to do again, to be the greatest live band. Um, it doesn't mean that people will go out and buy your records, but that's our strength, I think. Is playing live? Yeah, because I just think it's the best thing, you know, seeing people either moving or not moving, and if they're not moving, you have to make them move. Right, and is that, uh, I imagine there's a certain pride in that, I mean, not so much in uh, the gold records and all that, I mean, that's nice to have, but if you can <coughs> just get up there, Drew, it was just a sea of humanity, it was at RFK Stadium, there were... Um, uh, probably 50-some-odd thousand people uh, in the stadium. There's always 8,000 people either vomiting or urinating at any, any one given time at a concert yeah. that big. Yeah. Humanity is a strange choice of word, but... But there was at least 50-some-odd yeah, thousand, and they were, uh, they were uh, not missing a beat. Wow. You, uh, you would have yeah. loved it. And Drew, it, had you gone there with me, you could have went out on stage. And, maybe uh, next year. No, nah, I don't think so. Well, maybe not. All right. <laughs> All right, so you're doing a John Anson Ford Theater tomorrow night, which yeah. is a real cool uh, open. And I, I guess there's two, uh, Drew, is there two venues up there? Because I know there's I've one. I've up there. I've driven past it a million times. There's one amphitheater type oh, yeah. thing there. I saw a K-Rock free concert there in 1980, which was Graham Parker and the Naughty Sweeties. <laughs> in uh, 1980, I saw that uh, I was four years old. <laughs> No, I think I was, uh, I was uh, 35 in 1980, and I saw uh, this free concert there, and it's a pretty cool little venue, but I guess that's all sold out, right? Yeah, it has been for a few weeks now, I think. All right, so... Uh, <coughs> We've never played there, so... It's a, it, it's, it's a little bit of history, at yeah. least uh, I know you're from the UK, and you have real history 
over there, at least. Uh, so, yeah, I think history can be a year old or a day old. It's well, good, yes. We have history that starts in uh, you've 1974. Got you've got Hollywood and films and Ch Charlie Chaplin and all that. Well, that's true. And Madeleine Monroe, the yeah. real famous people in history. You know. We have, all right, we have new history. Plus, they look like better than Michelangelo and Da Vinci, you know, even though they were Italian. That's <laughs> Shakespeare true. looked crap. He wrote great, but he looked crap. You know, the lookers. We have thin blonde history out here with uh, large breasts, which is better than fat guinea history from Europe. I'm Italian. I'm allowed to use the word guinea. All right, uh, Drew. Know what it means. Let's go. Uh, guinea slang for uh, ID, which is slang for Italian. You ready to go, Drew? Yeah. All right. Uh, Stacy. Yeah. Hey, you're 21. Yeah. Okay, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, my boyfriend, when he gives me oral pleasures, like he started doing that a little while back, and afterwards he'd get a cold sore, He's right. and then he stopped for a couple of weeks, and then he did it again the other day, and within an hour he had two, and he hadn't had them while he Well, I mean, it. anything that disrupts or breaks the lining of the mouth, the mucosa, uh, mm -hmm. Can set up viral infection. I mean, people that are prone. He to gets a cold sore yeah. when he gives her oral you pleasure. If you get punched in the face, you get a bunch of cold sores too. The point is, anything that 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 irritates or disrupts the lining of the mouth can set people with recurrent viral. Yeah, but sores. maybe he's calling uh, herpes, or as I like to well, call it, the happy cold sores. It may be happies, and that's the extremely important point as to why uh, you need to be very careful, particularly if he has an outbreak. And even if he doesn't, it's possibly can transmit this to you. Oh, if he has a cold sore? If he, if he has one of these sores, there is a real risk he could transmit something to you. I have a no sore on my, on my genitalia policy. Ian, you may want to adopt this. Anybody with any kind of uh, outbreak, anything festering, anything that needs to be lanced, has to stay away from my genitalia. But Doctor, can I treat you later? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with non-southern scabby stuff. And Stacey, <laughs> you need to understand that the, even when there's not an outbreak, there is a potential that he is shedding virus and could transmit something to you that way. It might not be him, though, I think. What would we do? Pardon me, Ian? Could this be possibly a little bit on? Yeah, maybe she's given something to him and she doesn't know she it's has possible. something. Chicken and egg, so kind of I just had a baby and they checked everything. Yeah, yeah. So Are I you married to him? No. How's the baby? Six months. Whose baby is it? His. Oh, that's delightful. Are you guys going to get married or wait to have a few more kids uh, and see how it feels? I want to do the marriage thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I pulled we're, a, we're committed and everything. So that's right. That's, that is the new, that's the new trend that, that is so difficult to reconcile. Well, you know. It's not just out of wedlock pregnancies. It's intentional out of wedlock pregnancies in monogamous relationships where <coughs> marriage is not an option. Uh, but let me explain. Uh, marriage is such a commitment these yeah. days. <laughs> kids come, kids grow, they get older, you send them off to school, you forget about their names. But a marriage, Drew, this is a full-time job. You I understand? Mean, this takes so responsibility. Bizarre. Uh, Ian, maybe, uh, nah. Ian, you have any kids? Yeah, I'm just still thinking about these scabby things. Um, yeah, I've got two. I'm oh, you have two? Two girls, yeah. You're taking care of them? You're seeing them? Yeah. Just been on holiday, that's why I've, I'm losing my voice. How old are they? One's 11 today. I flew out on their birthday. So you had, uh, well, I don't one know how old. The other one's two. Oh, the other one's two. Yeah, same, one's mad. same mom? 
Same, yeah. Really? Uh -huh. Same father, I hope. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is amazing. One is 11, the other is 2. That's nine years in between in the same uh, same month. We well, didn't say he was with her the whole nine years. but uh, You broke off for seven years in the middle and then came back? But obviously we weren't getting up too much. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> that's a lot of touring, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's how you can tell how, the, how much touring a band has been doing. Just check the ages of the kid. If, if the kid is, you know, 13, 14, oh, or 15. How good my rhythm method is. <laughs> you yeah. know they've been home. Uh, Jake. Hey, you're 20. Hey, what's going on? Good. Um, I have this problem where when I'm in a relationship, I get, like, really jealous of everything. And uh, You're 20. A little bit old to be doing that stuff. I know. No. How jealous? What do you do? Do you act out? Yeah. Do you, do you, are you violent? No, not towards them, but other things. Toward like cars? Yeah. You've, you've busted a few windows in your day. Yeah. Have you kicked some holes in some walls? Uh, not that far. No? No. You put your foot through a door? Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Have not you holes. Have you ever taken anything out on uh, one of your girlfriend's pets? No. Okay. You're all right. Nothing that, nothing that dramatic. He's punched the wall. He's kicked the car. Yeah. It's usually my car or anything. Oh, no, it's your job. Why do you think it's so un uh, overwhelming to have somebody? I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of weird because it's, I, oh. it's only, it only happens when, I have, when I'm in a relationship. Are these realistic jealousies? In other words, do you pick people who uh, are not available and are always uh, seeking out other attention? Sometimes. Or is it all fantasy on your part and you're just afraid the person's going to be uh, uh, taken away from you? Some of it's uh, reality and some of it's fantasy. Okay. Now, if you were with, so so part of it is the choice in person you have, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're choosing the wrong kind of person. So you're, you're sometimes some, somehow this is a, is a reenactment of something. Yeah. Um, and the other is, if it were the perfect person, uh, you still can't trust that they wouldn't behave in the same way. Exactly. I'm, Where does that come from? I have no clue. It's, what you, just, it's always been that way. With what me. are you doing with your life? I work, uh, live on my own. What are you doing? I work in automotive. Well, so it's kind of convenient that you're uh, pounding the crap out of your own car, but at least you're able to fix it, right? Makes life easy. It's very he handy. Works in shop, right? Yeah, if he worked at, uh, let's say, a salon, he'd be screwed. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of angry customers. He'd have to smack his, uh, he'd have to beat up his cuticles or something. <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you do to cars? I'm a mechanic. Yeah. This uh, this whole you've never seen a pair of brakes that didn't need work, have you, Jake? Exactly. I know this scam. Come on in, free brake inspection. Hey, you got it. You've never replaced a pair of pads without turning a rotor, have you? Nope. It always needs to be turned, doesn't it? Everything. Brand new car. You can roll brand new car in there. If you're going to work on, if you're going to look at the brakes, the rotors need to be turned. And as long as the rotors are off, Jake, you might as well repack those bearings. Oh, yes. And it looks like you got a bad ball joint up here, right? You don't have to fix it now, but you never know when you're going to go careening into a drainage ditch. <laughs> I know the scam. You go in there for a forty nine ninety five break job deal, and uh, you walk out of there uh, uh, after a good uh, round of uh, sodomy by all the guys in the shop, you're uh, 800 bucks less uh, lighter in the wallet. Am I right, Jake? Exactly. I know about this uh, despicable right, let's, mechanics. Uh, let's just try to help Jake as a human being and not okay. as uh, the, the symbol of all his despicable mechanics <laughs> that you hate. <laughs> all right, Jake, here's what's going on. At least uh, this is what I think, but uh, Ian, you chime in. You think I'm right. I think uh, jealousy. I mean, it's only 20. Jealousy isn't always that bad a thing. You know, it's better than being blase about 
your relationship. Oh. Yeah, it, it it's funny. I have personally seen myself go from you know now I'm 33 years years old now. I have gone from you know insanely uh, manic and jealous and clingy. clingy and acting out at 19, 20, 21 to almost <laughs> comatose now at 33. Uh, yeah, honey, go have sex, but w for Christ's sake, uh, shut the porch light when you come in, would you? The you is, start getting the mechanical stuff. It's like a total 100 or 360 degree for my normal personality. Right. Well, you're storing it all up for this, Jay. Maybe it's the wrong guy. Has somebody important to you left you at some time in your life? No. Never. Never. Don't go your, full your, circle against your, who you two are. Your parents are still together. Ex they've been for... 30 years. You know, no siblings lost along the way? No. Nope. You, um, have you ever sucked on a rag soaked with, uh, starting fluid? <laughs> that ether? Uh, you didn't try that too, did you? I did do oh. that once. <laughs> oh, my God. Have, I was driving. Uh, benzoyl peroxide on your skin. Uh, <laughs> Bondo trying. I thought we would sort of take this southern problem. Ah, uh, no, we don't care about that. Was, this is a better story. I was driving to Palm Springs one day with uh, Snake, a buddy of mine, in a '66 uh, convertible Ford Falcon, while he sprayed um, Quick Start ether into a sock and sniffed it uh, like some some bad uh, scene from Blue Vel uh, Blue Velvet or something like that on the highway doing 65. By the way, in driving and sucking on the ether rag. Oh, my God. And uh, me holding the wheel for him. Less than zero. Uh, All right, but listen. Uh, Jake can hear us, Ian. Yeah. Uh, you know, either... Now, here's what's going well, it's, it's on. Like, he is he trying to drive her away. Yeah, well, it's either somebody feel how he feels about himself, that he doesn't feel able to be uh, worthwhile to another person, so she would naturally not wish to stay with him, and that, of course, his expectation would be that she would stray... Or he is acting something else out where he drives her away or expects her to go away and just has to choose that kind of person and try to fix that when, of course, the same thing gets acted out over and over again. I'm going with uh, the with him driving her yeah. away. Yeah. All right. Mark. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. Right. Hey, I just want to say I love the show. I listen to you every night. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, either way, I just got out of a counseling center like a couple weeks ago. And well, anyways, in a hospital. No, um, counseling center, like, um, attitude adjustment place. You, you got out of one? Yeah. That, that's, but it wasn't a hospital? No. True, you need, uh, you should swing by the old attitude adjustment place and get a little tune-up. Just, uh, kind of puts a, uh, Phillips screwdriver in your ass and just turns it, like, half a turn counterclockwise <laughs> just to, just to trim out your attitude a little bit. What, what are the, what's the sense that I'm not... Yeah, I'm not clear either. Is this something that the legal system, uh, runs? When you said get out, did you escape? Or? I know, I mean, like, I got, like, released. I just want to say that. Is this something you were into because you were in some legal trouble? No, like, um, my, my mom sent me there because, like, she said I was acting up a lot. Okay. But, like, it, but it's not a hospital. No, it's not a hospital. It's like, you know. It Is like, it, like, one of these outward bound things or something? No, not really. It's like, um, one of those four month things where, like, you go to school. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, you go to school there, you have your own room and everything. Okay. All right. Some, some, some sort of structure. Kind of place. My mum used to threaten uh, those kids with. Right. I mean, well, that was sort that of was boarding, boarding school, school yeah. wasn't it? Did no, your mum? It was a home. No, we can't. Couldn't afford boarding school. <laughs> it was a home. I don't think it ever existed. But when you're seven, it sounds real. Right. I know it sucks here, but I'm going to send you away somewhere else where it sucks more. It's basically uh, the I'm threat. I think Ian is the uh, British version of Adam Carolla. 
What's that? Uh, in terms of his upbringing and things and depravity that he went through and threats from his parents. Were your parents poor, Ian? Yes, Ken. I'm not really fake. Not what? you, Mark. We're talking to a <laughs> rock star yeah, here. Yeah, tell this guy. My dad was a compulsive gambler. Oh, he was? I had a great childhood. And my dad's still my all-time hero, even though he spent all our money on horses. Why is he our all-time hero if he spent all his money at, uh, on horses? He was a dude. You respect and him? He, yeah, he gave me a sense of humor. Gave me a, a great football team to support, and he loved me. And he had a little problem there, yeah. Did he ever t uh, take care of it? Mm, not you replaced it with alcohol, usually? No, he wasn't a big drinker. He threw up one time on three pints of bitter or something. But I don't even know why I like the horses, but it didn't bother Is he still gamble, right? He's dead. Oh, he is? Yeah, he died uh, the day before the last of the first phase of the Bunnyman shows. But I loved him. And what did he die from? Cancer. Okay. And, and uh, mom still available? I mean, she no, was she died last year. Oh, my oh boy. From cancer. Um, did I say my dad died of cancer? Yeah. yeah. No, it was hard to talk, sorry. Um, but he was great, and we were always skinned. I always got the fashionable clothes three years late. Right. But it didn't matter, you know. Did he ever win gambling, or was he always broke? Uh, I think he generally, if he ever did win, he'd go and blow it on uh, some totally impossible... Uh, what was he called when you long shot or uh, yeah, oh trifecta or something? <laughs> you go there and you basically uh, you 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 bet on fourteen races and you take the long shot on all fourteen races. Accumulator, we call it. Yeah. And you you bet a couple of uh, a couple of bucks, but if you win, uh, you you get to actually take all the horses home. And, yeah, uh, but a lot of what he did provides me and my brother and sister with great memories of funny funny episodes in our life where. You know, my dad telling the, the TV man to bugger off. Like. Well, you got a—I—I'll I, tell you—I don't—I don't mean any disrespect for your departed father, but you got a good sense of humor about it. A lot yeah. of guys would be pissed off if he their dad <laughs> took the TV and gambled. If my dad did anything, if my dad used the TV to get the, uh, treatment for an <laughs> ailing uh, sibling of mine, I would have killed him. Are, are you sure the chaos of all that didn't? Well, I, disturbing I never thought it did until my wife told me that I'm <laughs> one of the most sudden. You can't say, can I say effed up? You can yeah. say effed up. Screwed up um, people that's ever lived, you know, but I... Who is? I just, me. You are. So right. my wife reckons, and she's probably right, but I took it as normal, you know. You, you, uh, you have and a lot of... about it. Ian's got a... Laughing can be a form of denial. Ian's got some... it's a form of having a great laugh. Ian's got some great distinctions in life. He's part of the greatest uh, live rock and roll band currently out there, and... He's one of the most effed up people that's ever lived. But that's only two people's opinion. Mine right. on the, in the first case, my wife's in the second. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. Well, listen, right. hey, uh, God bless you. I had a tough childhood myself, and uh, I came out of it with a sense of humor. And uh, I've, uh, you know, patched things up with the parents over the years. And uh, thankfully, they're still alive. And I got on with my life. I didn't yeah. uh, decide to uh, sort of go into a tailspin feel sorry for myself and exactly. make I a career out of pouting. And on jealousy, I mean, I think I used to be like that when I was younger, and I, I think I just sat down to sell this, I'm going to make them jealous. True, where? He's <laughs> off. <laughs> Drew just picks up and leaves. All right, see you, Drew. Uh, hey, Drew, <coughs> we'll be doing the rest. Are you, are you going to do the rest of the show, or are you going to come back and we know how to plan it? All right. Uh, no, I do think you have to turn it around sometimes, and you're always going to be... Life's mad anyway, you know. That is true. Mark, 
Yeah. All right. So, um, wait a minute. Who the hell were you talking to last? Didn't you just go to boarding school? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, just jump at me. Uh, and you're back from you're back, and you've been readjusted. Yeah. Okay. But while I was there, um, me and my friends were were in one of my rooms, and we were playing truth or dare. And one of my friends, Casey, she dared me to kiss my roommate Dan, and he's gay. And so I I did. So it was, you know it was a dare. Mm-hmm. I think he thought I was gay, and then later that night I woke up and. Like, I realized that he was, like, touching me and, like, giving me orals. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Right. Can't either. I pretend like I was asleep because I was, like, all shocked. I didn't know what to think or anything or what to say. Uh, you're gay. Uh, Drew, please. <laughs> Drew's not even in the room. He knows what's going on. You pretended to be asleep while you're being satisfied orally by your roommate. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. And how long did you pretend to be asleep for? And it was only like for five minutes. Well, that I know. When five minutes is a lot of oral. I haven't gotten five minutes of oral sex in the last <laughs> year. What are you talking about? That's an eternity when someone's mouth is on your penis. <laughs> well, it's like holding your breath for five minutes. <laughs> Mark, that's a that's a lot of time to pretend like you're asleep. Did Did you enjoy it? I mean, well, the fact that it was a guy was kind of uncomforting. But besides that, I guess. Right. Uh, so, are you now questioning your sexuality? No. Uh, well, what's going on is like, this Saturday, one of my other, f- my friend Casey, she's having a party over at her house, and me and Dan are both invited, and I'm gonna feel real uncomfortable. But I never said anything about this, and I think he kind of noticed that I was faking that I was asleep because he would like stop and stare at me every right. once in a while. Because you'd grabbed a handful of his hair, and we're um, we're, we're yelling, "Don't stop!" This is a scoop for the. Your show. I remember some fella, I was about 15, going on three. Um, and I went to some concert in Liverpool, some crap concert I didn't want to go to. And I didn't have a ticket and it was sold out. And I just stood outside the door because I was into music and I thought, there's a band's in town. It was Pink Floyd, actually. But oh, really? Don't you, tell anyone. You went, all right, no, don't uh, tell anyone. And this fella, he was like about 18, he said, uh, he was talking to me, he said, I know how to get in through the side door. I said, oh, yeah, I'll go for that. So we booted the side door in. And got chucked out after about ten minutes. And then he, he said to me at one point, Oh, he took me to this pub, I was only fifteen, I got a pint in and and I felt something on my bum, you know, I think it was his hand. Right. And I thought, I've got to get out of here and I'm not you know, I'm not into that and right. you know, whoever it is is it's fine, but then he, he waltzed me off, I'm saying, I've got to get out of here, I wanna go home, get me to the bus stop and then he hits me with do you mind if I, we go around the corner and I'll give you a gobble? <laughs> I thought. I, hold on. I love that. Uh, right. Let me just explain because there's been a lot of uh, Liverpoolian lingo. Joyce again here you to translate. I'm going to translate. Hold on. Let me just translate for a second. He was uh, 15 going on three. He was oh, a young 15-year-old. He was uh, going to check out, um, uh, we'll say, the, uh, I don't know, um, uh, who was it? Pink Floyd? Pink Gold Floyd, but not interested. Just yeah. going to check it out. He had a pint in him. <laughs> Which means hey, that's a I'm lot of a, semen. I got to tell you, I was pint of, for the slush pint of bitters. Well. A pint. He had a pint of uh, bitters in him, meaning he was 15. He had a beer, and he went in. He couldn't get into the concert, but uh, a guy who was a little bit older, who probably had a couple pints in him too, said he could get into <laughs> the side bitter. side uh, get into the side uh, door. They got booted out. So he grabbed Ian's uh, buns at 15 and wanted to know if they wanted to go across the street for some fish and chips. They said a gobble, didn't he? 
Did you do it? I just said, so the, you know, but I was frightened. He was 18. He was bigger than you. And a, an obvious rampant southern gobbler. Right. So I legged it to the bus stop. So I got on the bus home and I was like, I've got to get home, tell me, brother. I'm something freaked out. Cheeky. So, you know, I thought it freaked me out for about a, a day and I thought, so they're never going to try and see Pink Floyd ever again. <laughs> right. I, th I think the lesson here, it's not about uh, being out at 15. It's not about being drunk and underage. It's, it's not about trying to break into clubs with older drunk guys. It's about the band Pink Floyd. Yeah, this is exactly. the constant here. All right. Yeah, it's about Southern making decisions that, you know. All I right, so if a guy with a few pints in him wants to go have a gobble. Uh, what the, was I doing out there? Oh, the answer is no. Well, at least you didn't do anything you didn't want to do. If it had been a girl, I would have been different. Right, you would have went for a, uh, uh, a swabble. I'd have still freaked and gone for the bus. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, all right, I'm going into break here. We'll be back uh, after this. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk inviting you to download the Eddie Trunk podcast at podcastone.com. Going to have some fun each and every week. Mixed bag of a lot of things. Interviews with some of your favorite artists. Maybe talk to some of the behind-the-scenes people. Get into some commentary. Answer some of your email. We'll have some, uh, some good fun, so don't miss it. The Eddie Trunk podcast every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. I'm Graham. And we are Collectively Blur. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And we have Ian McCulloch tonight from Echo and the Bunnymen. The latest CD is called Evergreen. And the song we're about to hear is called Nothing Lasts Forever. That was from uh, Echo and the Bunnymen off of uh, Evergreen. And hey, Ian's back. You just missed yourself, Ian. You sounded great. Yeah, there was some fun out there, so then. <laughs> Ian was uh, smoking and drinking in the parking lot, just like the uh, old days when he was uh, trying to get into Pink Floyd, going for a gobble. All right, uh, but unsuccessfully. How long I was I out there? Five minutes? No, it was perfect. You showed up right at the end of the song. I was couldn't referring back to the uh, dormitory scene of uh, the last color. Couldn't have been better timing. Drew? Yeah. You ready to go? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Uh, <coughs> Kristen? Yes. You're 28. Yes, I am. You're on with Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunnymen. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 Thanks for taking my call. Um... My boyfriend and I, this spring, we're talking about getting married, and we've talked about this before, and the issue of children always comes up. Um, this time we have broken up over it, and I've met someone else, started dating recently, and my boyfriend's called and wants to try to work things out again. But there's really nothing to work out. But I'm having a hard time letting go of him. Wait, this is not one of those situations where you guys want to have a child, then talk about marriage. No. He doesn't want to have children after marriage. Right. Why? Pardon? Why? 
Why what? Why doesn't he want to oh, have kids? Doesn't Christ. he want to have kids? Yeah. Oh, for, I swear to God, I'm going to hang up and move on to another call. I am. I can't take that anymore. You want to do a quick reenactment? I know. I mean, it, it was basic English, though. I thought, <laughs> I thought so, too. But... It's late at night. Maybe it's 3 in the morning. 28. All right, all right. He doesn't want to have kids? Why? Huh? He doesn't want to have what? How come? (laughs) Kristen, what did you call in about? I'm sorry. I was having trouble hearing. Okay. All right. So, uh, you don't want to get married because he doesn't want to have kids. Right. And you've broken up and you're going out with someone else. Right, yeah. But you're just going out with someone else because you're insecure. And really, you're being unfair to the person you're going out with because you're still pining for your old boyfriend. Well, I was trying to move on, but I'm having a hard time. He has never... Let me go back to my question. Why doesn't he want kids? Um, He had... Him? He lost his father Mm. when he was young and didn't have a father figure. And mainly i think that's it he's talked about that um just doesn't feel like he would be a good father just would not like to have a family just his choice and how, how old is he he's 30. Mm-hmm. too painful and you don't think uh he may come around in a couple that's, of years that's what i was hoping and i i kind of resign myself to maybe we won't have children but i can't ultimately do that all right, so he's being honest with you. He's telling you he doesn't want to have kids. And, uh, you know, you sound pretty realistic, even though uh, it's painful. I think he did the right thing. If you want to get married... I interject. Yeah. yeah, sure. I didn't want to have kids, and then I got told we were having one. And it was like, oh, great. Congratulations. Right. And it, I was scared shitless, you know. And then as soon as I had one... I mean, this has got nothing to do with him, because he's not me. But we were having one. Best thing to do is to got pregnant and then see. Uh, Mike, you listen to the show here? And, uh, but we were married. And right. as soon as Candy was born, it, it's just the fa- most fantastic thing. It changed your life around. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're halfway decent or you have a pulse, as soon as you see your baby, uh, I didn't mean that to be condescending at all. <laughs> yeah, and I just mean uh, even someone who doesn't want to have a child, when he sees that baby uh, and holds that baby in his arms, if he's a if he's a decent human being, is going to turn his uh, way of thinking around. The question is is um, is it a little bit uh, disingenuous to get pregnant uh, when I, he doesn't want to get pregnant? I, I just think people, you know, couples, whether they're married or not, this idea that you talk about having babies, it suddenly just happened. It happened to cavemen, you know. Right. Cavemen and cavewomen didn't go. Yeah, didn't go You'd have a baby, you know. You suddenly have them and then deal with it. They just uh, and, um, get, like you say, if you're halfway decent, you get on with it. Or if you're halfway human. So maybe Kristen could say, Kristen, what if you said to the guy, "Hey, let's just put this on the back burner. No rush. We'll get married, and we'll see what happens and down the road, him. and then trap it." Yeah. That that was what we've been doing, and it's not working. Uh, got to move on. Okay, then you got to move on. I mean, you know better than we do. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's painful, but here's the deal. You think of him as the ideal man. The problem is, is the ideal man for you wants to have a family. So he's not the ideal man. Right. It's kind of a catch-22. Right. Reality is different than what you wish it to be. Right. But meanwhile, don't... Any schizophrenics on the line? Not right now. You want to talk to some? Yeah, I know a bit about it. I think, well... Oh, you do? Mild schizophrenia. Do you you have that? 
I've had it from not schizophrenia, I no. just deal with it. He's my mate. Oh, your uh, your friend or your wife? No, this build the personality. Yeah, but who has no, two? No, he, 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 he has both. Oh, Ian, you he have two personalities. Well, everyone probably does, you know. Now, I have half of a personality. I have eight, actually. I'm oh, you have eight? Schizophrenic. I was wondering what happened to my other personality. So we went to talk to multiples, not schizophrenic. Well, I see. Yeah, no, let's... Okay, let's, yeah, let's have a good time. Jazz it up a bit. All right, uh, I agree. Drew, can we jazz it up a little? I'm not screaming. Ian's just off the plane. Um, hey, Sherry, Lisa, let's <laughs> jazz it up a little. Let's get a nutted on... We want some people uh, with multiple personalities. I'm from Liverpool, but all nutters. What's that? I'm from Liverpool. You know, nutters are Liverpool-type people. Drew, did you understand that last one? We need Joyce. We need the translator. <laughs> <laughs> you want it to English? We've got to get Ringo in here to translate. You're no, from I can do it. <laughs> do a little Ringo for it. Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, that, that, was, that was really good. Did you got Thomas the Tank Engine. True loves Thomas oh, yeah. the Tank Engine. So you can understand Ringo. Right. Now just a few more nutters rather than... All right, let's have some nutters. Uh, Lisa, Jerry... Nutters, not nutters. Oh, I'm putting the call out for nutters. Crazies. Okay, nutters and gobblers. That will be the Psycho. theme of the show. And we'll be back. The voices are trying to throw me off. Hey, everybody, Dr. Drew here. And I'm Mike Catherwood. And we just want to say thank you both to our sponsors for supporting the show and to those of you who support our sponsors by clicking through on the Amazon banner. Be sure to use the products that support this program. Without them, we are unable to continue to uh, thrive. Kind of pull, as Adam would say, I put a little wind in the sails. Keep the pirate ship afloat. Well, we don't have a pirate ship like he does, but we got to keep this thing afloat. And the way they do it is by clicking through on Amazon for any purchases. And it doesn't cost you a thing, but Amazon kicks a little bit over to the podcast producers, yeah. and we can keep doing our podcast. Yeah, and it, look, again, let's remind people, you're probably going to use Amazon anyway. Yeah. So if you could, just before, go ahead and click through that banner. Do your shopping the same way that you would, and when uh, we get a little, we get our beak wet. So go to Podcast One, head to over to the Loveline page, and then click through on the Amazon banner there, and you'll be supporting the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Ian McCulloch is here from Echo and the Bunnymen. Evergreen is the name of the CD. came out, uh, it was about a month. Uh, it was it July 1st, uh, I, I did some calculations and figured out July 16th. But, you know, you would right. know better now. Anyway. Okay. You guys, we've got a few minutes left here. Let's get going. All right. Well, let us argue over the date of the release of the album. Ryan. Yeah. You're 14. Yeah. What's going on? Well, um, I have, like, I'm, like, most of my friends don't have nipple hairs. And I have, like, really long ones. Uh -huh. And it's just around my nipples. And they're like two inches, you know? And uh, my friends are bugging me about it. They're saying either pull them or braid them. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Ian doesn't think you're 14. You're I not, am. You're not a nutter, as requested. No man uh, by the uh, tender age of 14 has the Fu Manchu growing from each nipple. Or a voice <laughs> well, that deep. Or well, a voice that deep. But what's going to happen is uh, hair will appear, er, appear elsewhere that will suddenly dwarf and surely you uh, what is just around the nipple now. Something better yeah. than Don't this. You so here's the ratio. Like most of the people that I know that started getting chest hairs, it, it starts right in the middle, you know? I don't have anything in the in the middle there. I so, just got it Right, you look like a sunflower, right? So who's the nipple? Yeah. It's the nipple. Well, you got one mad one down below. So that it's there, and it's lonesome for ages. 
but <laughs> like we could have done better than this. Come on, this is a wind up. Well, this is a good nipple hair call, Ian. Your job is to make something out of it. Yeah, but he's inventing yeah. this. Yeah. He is not I mean, inventing. What's the problem with a nipple hair anyway? It's something. Ooh, the rest will grow. Right. The rest what are you about back hair? And I, yeah, and I got to say this. If you have uh, two-inch nipple hair, you are, are basically uh, Rapunzel is uh, cr- coming off the <laughs> genitalia. You, you know what I mean? I mean, you got to have at least an eight-foot worth of uh, crotch hair. Am I right, Drew? No. No. Okay. I'll pick a good call Plus for you. Out. Marcel. Yeah. You're 26. Yep. How's okay. it going, Adam? All right. We're playing a museum. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll just get straight to the point. Um, what my problem is is that I'm a young black male, you know, healthy young black male, um, successful and uh, relatively good looking from what I've been told. And I'm having a problem with relationships, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem relating to black women. Um, and I keep getting involved in these interracial relationships that just aren't working out. So, have you ever had a black girlfriend? Yes, I have. But it's is that a what long you want? time ago. Is that what you want? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely attracted to black women. Does um, she have two-inch nipple hair? <laughs> Why is it awkward for you? <laughs> Why is it awkward, do you think? Yeah, uh, that I, I just can't figure out. Um, I want, you know, I've, I've had a couple of instances where I've gone and, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to talk to them, and I've actually had instances where, I was, you know, I was talking and I was told I talk like a white guy or I just didn't, it just didn't click, you know. So, so um, culturally, there's not the kind of uh, connection that you're looking for. Yeah. Are you light? Are you light black? No, no, I'm not at all. Because I heard there's some the, even uh, amongst uh, blacks, there's some racism that goes on once in a while between uh, light and dark. But I want to say something that I think is uh, kind of amusing. That I think somebody just told me today. Uh, they said it's funny when Americans go to England. And they see someone who's black in England and say he's African American, because <laughs> we call uh, blacks African American. And do they call them? Uh, do they call them uh, African England, African um, Limey, or uh, well, they call them loads of things that they shouldn't. It's call. degrading stuff. But well, what I is the official? What's, 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 what's the correct? What's the correct term <coughs> in England for uh, a well, black person? I was brought up by my mum and dad to say colored people, which you know. It, does, does that work anymore in England? People, I don't know. I, I don't, but do they have an official... You, you know what I mean? Hold on one second, Marcel. Correct. I think... I mean, I know for a fact that when I was 10, I wanted to be Muhammad Ali. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I did too. Um, Actually, I'd still like to be him. Yeah, I would. Uh, Even I'm no, having no, a hard time hosting a radio show, but well, I could still whoop some ass. Just to, what, sorry, what's your name? Marcel. Go yeah. to Liverpool. The girls there, they'll sort you out. Black, white, Southern Chinese. <laughs> well, but he's not living in Liverpool, though. Anyway. That'd be good to fly. How much is it on Virgin? To are, are you? Are you have much opportunity to interact with? Uh, yeah, that's part of the problem. Also, um, just I mean, the line of work that I'm in, I just don't come in contact with. <laughs> what are you doing? What do I do? Yeah. Um, 3D artists like computers and stuff. Can you can you network and develop a group of friends where you meeting more of the kind of people you want to meet? Um, probably. So I just moved to LA, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So and it's just like you got to work on it, like anything else. I mean, if you like certain kind of people, or you like to date a certain kind of women, you got to you got to find friends with similar kinds of interests and things and network. Well, do you want to date white women? Is that the deal? No, actually, um, the interracial relationships I'm speaking of have been with various women. You know? just, but they haven't worked out. 
Yeah, but then and you'd and rather you'd rather have an African American. Yeah, I, I'm convinced that the only way I'm going to have um, a, a good relationship, a healthy relationship, is if I am with somebody of my own uh, background. You're, you're sort of caught between two worlds. You see, how see, I think an important factor in any relationship, and it's an old cliche, you gotta have a few good jokes, you know, or this kind of getting on with people. You can't be. It can't be intense every minute of the day, so then crack it funny. You know? Right. Can you uh, break wind or something on your next date <laughs> and sort of lighten up the uh, atmosphere? I've never been too good at uh, getting that to come out when I want. I get that nerve gas every time I go on a date. Uh, I have to uh, fart like a uh, fat judge at a chill-eating cook-off or something every time I go out on a date. I swear to God, I don't know what it is. It's, well, it's you know, God's cruel irony. I'll just bring you along with me. Yeah, I can break wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Marcel, there's there's no pat answer here. I know there are plenty of uh, nice black women that are looking for a nice black men, and you're basically going to have to find one. I, I mean, mean it, I don't I, I don't know what else to say. And here's the deal. Like that nice bloke, though. He, he does seem like a good bloke. And here's the here's the here's the situation. Um, sometimes I think this is what happens. People are one ethnicity or another. They have a string of difficult relationships. And they say, well, it's because I'm black or because I'm Chinese or because I'm Eskimo. That's why it's not working out. Everybody has bad relationships. <laughs> two albinos could get together and have a bad relationship, and it happens all the time. Sometimes it is because you're black or Eskimo or uh, have uh, too much nipple hair, but other times it's, that is just the nature of people. People get, don't always get along, um, and it's not a good idea, I don't think, to dwell on any one certain thing like the color of your skin, although uh, it does happen. But Ian, I'm from the school of thoughts who thinks that Men and women are very different. Uh, um, gay men and his partner will be very different. You know, it's dominant right. and submissive. And There's more differences between the genders than there is between the races. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, I, absolutely. Relationships, relationships are mad. Anyway. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> right. Settle for whatever you can and get on with it. It's, that's my opinion. I've had to do it. That's, uh, I'm uh, with There's you no on such that thing way. as a perfect thing. You know, you're always going to get sort of moaned at. Right. You know. Wait, what was that last word? Moaned at. Oh, moaned at. Yeah, no, okay. I, you know, I, That's I, when someone drops their pants and shows you their ass. Uh, oh, oh, moaned at. All right, listen, Melanie, and we got to go to break a little early because we want to play another uh, one of your songs. I know you don't okay. have a problem with that. So uh, we'll just uh, have ourselves a uh, pint and a gobble, and we'll be back. I don't think they're We are almost out of time, and uh, we have just enough time for a couple of quick things. First off, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen's latest CD, Evergreen. Uh, Ian McCulloch, thank you very much. And we're going to go out with a uh, oldie but a goodie. This is from Echo and the Bunnymen, Killing Moon. Echo and the Bunny Men. Uh, thank you very much, Ian McCulloch, for coming in. You're welcome. Killing Moon. Uh, I guess a uh, interesting acoustic interpretation of that song, which is a great song. I would like to say, and I'm not just kissing limey ass when I say that. I have a triangle of hair. They're just seven on me back. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight out, you know. It's just a werewolf. And, but I 
didn't fall. All right, Ian, we are, we are out of here. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. But if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records. Shit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the... This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.